You're listening to the Mining and Energy Union podcast. Yes, you are. I'm Tim Brunero. Look, a super quick and super important episode today because we'll be talking about the labour hire rort. That's right, the same job, same pay issue, which has been an itch the union hasn't been able to scratch for a while now. But the good news is, if Labor's Anthony Albanese is elected at the next Australian election, we will have a government that will get rid of it forever. Tony Burke is Albo's Shadow Industrial Relations Minister. He joins me. Tony, thanks for joining us. What do you understand is the scale of the problem of big businesses like mining companies undercutting wages through use of labour hire? Yeah, look, can I say, I was first told about the problem, I was told about it from your union. That's where it was first raised with me. So I understood the problem as an issue within mining. But as I've had this job, you know, being responsible for Labor Party's industrial relations policies now for you know, getting close to three years, I've realised the use of labour hire to undercut wages is happening everywhere. That what started very much, and whether you were first or not, you're certainly the first where I heard about it, but what was an issue within mining has also become an issue in security firms, the bouncers out the front of venues. It's an issue in horticulture. A whole lot of the way that some of the worst uh, rorts we've seen of people being underpaid uh, in horticulture is being organised via labour hire firms. So we've gone a, a long way from the old concept that labour hire is there when you need a sudden surge workforce. You, you bring people in quickly for labour hire, they're very short-term jobs, and then they move on. We've now systematically seen some employers, not all, but a lot of employers in a lot of industries now say, well, they don't like the conditions of the enterprise agreement that was negotiated, so they can bring people in closer to the award at a lower rate of pay and do the exact same job through labour hire, which if you, <laughs> if you consider what enterprise bargaining's meant to be about, it's meant to be about a bargain that leads to an agreement. That's completely undermined if one of the parties to that agreement can just effectively walk away from it at any point in time via a labour hire firm. You're seeing this in the economy and you're seeing it more broadly than in mining. And you know the work that the Mining and Energy Union has done, you know, with Skeen and Rosado and so on. The Morrison government's also been seeing what's been happening in the economy with this labour hire sort of cancer spreading. What have they done? How have they let those workers down? Okay, well, if you start with what they believe, because I reckon everything makes sense once you know the starting point from this government. The government described same job, same pay as a made-up issue. And, and I reckon that says it all. Like, if you're doing the same job as someone else, same experience on the same roster, and you're being paid $300 a week less... It doesn't feel like a made-up issue to you. Uh, and yet, from the government's perspective, this is a made-up issue. So once you start with that, everything else they've done yeah, is logical and offensive. So what have they done since then? When the federal court decision had come down in Rosato, giving rights to casual workers who were technically being described by their boss as casuals, but in reality were being working as permanents, well, the government just put up legislation to completely take those casuals' rights from them. That if the employer says you're a casual, it doesn't matter how you're treated, doesn't matter how you're rostered, you're a casual. 
Now, that couldn't have got through the parliament with the Liberal Party and National Party alone. It got through the parliament because One Nation teamed up with them. And so all these people who've been claiming they are on the sides of mining workers, whether it's One Nation or whether it's some particular Queensland senators from the National Party, but whoever they are, every one of them was willing to give all that up and say that their support for mining does not extend to mining workers. And they just walked in and voted to take away the rights that casuals had been granted by the federal court. What would a same job, same pay policy look like? What same job, same pay would do would be to say, okay, their terms and conditions can't be worse than the terms and conditions that are governed by the enterprise agreement that that is there for people who are employed directly. So that's the principle. And so what does that mean? It might mean the company employs more people directly. It might mean they still use labour hire, but the labour hire workers are on the same pay and conditions as though they were working under the enterprise agreement. They're the sorts of things in terms of the real life differences to as to what same job, same pay means. So at the moment, if you've got the same experience, same qualification, on the same roster, doing the same job as somebody else, uh, and you're being paid less because you're on labour hire, same job, same pay would fix that. There is a role for labour hire sometimes, but its role should never be to undercut conditions, never. And in the mining industry in particular, I've, I've met with workers where this is exactly how they're treated. And what's, what's the point of the original negotiation if the employer has the power to just walk away from it and undercut every pay rating condition that had been agreed to and voted on by the workers? Some people might say, and they might be a bit world-weary and cynical and say, but won't the mining companies with their enormous resources and legal teams just find a way around any legislation that you might uh, bring in should you, touch wood, get elected in May? Oh, of course they'll try that. Of course they will. Uh, but look at it this way. For the last eight years, almost five times a year, sometimes six, new laws get introduced to the parliament because some companies found a way of evading tax law uh, and rotting and paying less money to the government than they're meant to. So we keep coming back with new legislation to make sure that we keep up to date. So if someone finds a way around it, if someone finds a loophole, we shut the loophole. We do that to protect government money. We don't do that to protect workers' money. And so be in no doubt, if we, if we get a Labor government, what will happen is if new rorts appear, then our objective will be and there'll be big legal teams trying to find a loophole, trying to find something that's missed in the new legislation, then we legislate again. Yeah, the big difference here is Labor believe that this practice is wrong and we want to legislate to get rid of it. Liberals and nationals believe this is a made-up issue. And so for them, there's no problem to fix. So the ultimate goal is to get more workers directly employed? There are two things that I want to see come out of this. I want, I want people who are currently being effectively underpaid at a workplace to be paid more. I, I want them to be paid the same amount as the people who are directly employed by the company when they're doing the same job with the same experience. So I want to be able to fix it for those individual workers. One of the outcomes will be that more people end up being directly employed for the simple reason 
that one of the incentives, that's one of the reasons that some companies use labour hire, which is to undercut wages, won't be available to them anymore. And so I think that will be an outcome, what you describe. I think we will end up with more people directly employed. But that would simply be sort of a consequence of the main game. The, the main game is to make sure that people who are currently being underpaid on worse conditions with less job security get what they should be entitled to at that workplace. If Labor does win in May, will this be a priority? I suppose I'm saying, have you already got the legislation drafted? Will it be a first hundred days kind of commitment? Oh, well, I want to make sure we get the legislation right. So there's a, a private members bill that Anthony Albanese has already introduced to the parliament. So he did that to make it clear of our level of conviction uh, on this. But if we win government, you don't just photocopy that legislation. You, you have a consultation with all the resources of government to make sure that you have shut down as many loopholes as possible. So uh, there'd still be a process. My, yeah, it had happened within the first 12 months Exactly, you know, if we could get all of that done in the first 100 days, that'd be terrific. But my objective will be to make sure that we've got legislation that's tight and that works. How will changing this labour hire rort, this casual rort, uh, contribute to improve wages overall? Well, the first step in getting wages moving is to stop them from going down. That's the first step. And the use of labour hire in the way that we're talking about today is a way of cutting wages. So the first step needs to be that you stop that from happening. That's what same job, same pay is about. Then you also want to make sure that you can get wages moving again. And at the time of the election, the annual assessment that gets done on what the minimum rate of pay uh, will be uh, happens. And even though yeah, your members are paid well above the minimum rate of pay, they're still in a situation where everyone's wage gets affected by the percentages that rates are going up earlier on in the in the wage rates. So that'll be happening. It won't have concluded. We would have to engage with that from day one because you'd be guaranteed the current government has nearly a decade now of not just turning a blind eye to getting wages moving, but they themselves, so this is not a quote from me or spin from me, they described low wages as a deliberate design feature of how they manage the economy. And the last three years, this term of government that we're in right now is the first time this century that we've had a term of government where real wages have gone backwards, where prices are going up faster than wages. We haven't had a term of government this century where that, ha that occurred. People are living it right now. And you can be guaranteed, everyone listening to this podcast knows what's happening to prices every time they go to the supermarket, every time they fill up with petrol, if they're paying for childcare, every time those bills come through. People know that at the moment, everything is going up except your wages. And getting wages moving again is an absolute commitment from Anthony Albanese. Just finally, Tony Burke, some coal workers are thinking of voting for the Nationals or the Liberals or One Nation. What do you say to them? Well, it's simple. If you're, if you're thinking of voting for them, just know with your eyes wide open what they did. They voted to take away job security for miners. That's what they did. 
they voted to get rid of laws that were before the parliament that would have made wage theft illegal. That's what they did. So the Liberals, the Nationals, One Nation have changed the law in Australia to give casuals fewer rights, to give minors quite directly fewer rights. And in the same breath, there were laws in front of the parliament that would have made it illegal uh, and a crime for an employer to steal the wages of a worker. And they voted against that. They didn't want that to become a crime. Now, yeah, if people hear that and still have another reason why they want to vote that way, they've, you know, then they'll make their own decisions. But I've I've got to, I've got to say, the people are paid less right now. People have less job security right now because of the Liberal Party, because of the National Party and because of One Nation. Tony Burke, uh, more power to your arm. Good luck and thank you very much for having a yak to us once again. No, always great to talk to you, Tim, and uh, thanks to you and, and to your members who are listening. Well, there you go. It's up to you now to decide on the privacy of the polling booth where you're going to put your vote. That's all for this episode. Talk to you next time. 